Please listen carefully. Welcome to the NC State Philanthropy Podcast, telling the world how we think and do the extraordinary through the support of our friends, alumni, and more. I'm your host, Taylor Pardue. On today's episode, I'm interviewing Karosh Salamati, a senior here at NC State who has made the most of his time with the PAC by being a member of the Caldwell Fellow Program and much, much more. Welcome to the NC State Philanthropy Podcast. Uh, I'm pleased to have Karosh Salamati with me here today. He's a senior here at NC State, majoring in biochemistry and also taking on a minor in global health. Uh, actually, two minors. He's uh, minoring in entrepreneurship as well and really maximizing his time here uh, at NC State. He's actually a Caldwell Fellow, which has enabled him to accomplish so many of these things and uh, some of the other ones that he's going to talk to us about today. But welcome to the podcast, Karosh. Thank you for having me, Taylor. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, just your early life, everything that led up to you deciding to join us here at NC State. So, yeah, my background, I was um, I was born in California, and when I was a month old, my parents um, moved back to Iran, which is where they are from and where I was raised. And I was there until I was 16 years old um, before I had the opportunity to come back here I um, decided to leave the country and move here since I was a citizen and I had the opportunity and like throughout my life, I always wanted to move here and I'd seen my um, other friends that had gone, like had to go through way harder um, ways of moving to the US Mm -hmm. and I was always thinking I have this opportunity but then Actually, the year before, when I was 15, I got the opportunity to come to the U.S. and go to school for a month. And I was in love with it. But at that point, um, my parents weren't ready to move. And my sister, who I would be living with when I moved here, um, she wasn't ready to um, host me in her house um, either. So my sophomore year of high school, I moved back to Iran do another year of school there and eventually my junior year um, I got the opportunity and I take it with both of my hands and I run (laughs) Um, and I move here I go to school um, for two years here at um, Apex High School which is a school uh, local to Apex North Carolina and my first year uh, my junior year of high school I did not have any friends not because of my language skills necessarily because I started learning English when I was seven years old and I had the opportunity to I didn't have the opportunity to speak um, it as much but I had all of the knowledge to be able to communicate but I did not have the belief in me that I'm gonna be able to connect with someone from a different culture so it took me a whole year before my senior year of high school um, one of now very good friend uh, friends, actually two of them. Uh, one of them go to state, and sadly the other one goes to UNC. But um, <laughs> but you're still friends with yeah, them. Yeah, it sounds yeah, like. yeah. So that's yeah. yeah. You can. That's what friends do. They forgive and forget and, uh, yeah, and move forward. That, I'm trying to be a good friend here. <laughs> um, but 
yeah, he uh, we we connect, and he introduces me to his group of friends, and um, in in that sense, he he teaches me that it is not impossible to make connections with other people because you're from a different culture or different language. You just uh, you you speak a different language. You just have to be able to be curious and want to learn about someone else. Mm. And um, that is a mentality that I start um, college with. That's, uh, that's such a tough time just in general socially and then to come from a whole other country <laughs> and such a different country and trying to make friends in the Triangle area. Tell us a little bit about how you made that life choice to want to come to NC State too. I mean, that's a big enough choice where you want to go to college without all of these other challenges. My first introduction to NC State was through my sister, my sophomore year, when um, when I came here for that one month, and um, at that point, like she had gotten her MBA from NC State, and she was teaching um, here, and it was just a very beautiful campus, and seeing my sister there teaching and doing great things, that was just amazing to me and that inspired me but then um my senior year when it, when it when it came time to apply to schools i had the choice i wanted to go to either unc or nc state and for different reasons unc <laughs> <laughs> pick your words carefully <laughs> yep yep <laughs> um unc had a very good uh pre pre-med program and sure. I did not ha- know that like NC State offered a pre-med uh, program as well not not although officially but the pre-med program here is very great um, with the help of everyone at the um, career development center and uh, specifically Dr. Ray Easterlin so mm. UNC um, completely rejected me <laughs> and um NC State also deferred me at first, uh, which is understandable because State is a very good school and um, there's a lot of competition. And a person coming to the U.S. during their um, junior year of high school would not be the most competitive um, person, specifically since I came from a culture and an education system where um, there was no emphasis on extracurricular activities. Um, and all of the focus was just on studying and making good grades. Um, and I appreciate that the American uh, education system focuses a lot on also doing things outside of just studying. Mm-hmm. But when I got deferred, I I was, of course, heartbroken, but also was like looking at Wake Tech because I did not know if I could afford to go to either of the four-year um, colleges. Mm-hmm. So I thought to myself, I would go to a two-year college and then transfer from there to either, um, at that point, it was either UNC or NC State again. So yeah, tell a little bit about how financial aid made it possible for you to go ahead and start as a freshman and do your whole four years here. So one day I woke up to um, this email um, from NC State saying that there has been a change in my admission um, status. And I see that I got into NC State and um, 
I also got the Pack Promise Scholarship, which is a full ride scholarship that helped me to commit to state, knowing that I can afford to um, do it and not have to worry about any financial shortcomings. Can you tell us a little bit about what all is involved with Pack Promise? Yeah, so Pack Promise is a need based uh, scholarship that. Um, ties to one's FAFSA, at least to the best of my understanding, um, because I did not have to go through any other application processes to uh, get it, but just tied to my FAFSA and together they helped me to be able to commit to state and get a full ride scholarship. So after I got the Pack Promise um, scholarship and I um, committed to NC State, I started my freshman year with that mentality of curiosity and um, also knowing that everybody else was also new and was looking for friends was uh, made it much easier for me to connect to others and specifically I lived in the honors and scholars village which um, is on one corner of the campus and it has own small community um, which I'm also very grateful for because I met a lot of my friends through that village and um, the people in that village brought me a lot of opportunities that um, made me the person that I am today. So once in college, not only I got to meet those awesome friends uh, that we've already talked about, but also um, a lot of other opportunities just through looking through emails um, came to me, one of them being um, the TRIO collegiate programs that I got the email for because I was a Pack Promise recipient and I applied and I was able to become a part of that program as well, which uh, my mentors and that program and my coaches have supported me a lot. Uh, whether when it came to me doing work study and being able to tutor others or just um, for personal, you know, for the sake of personal development and um, learning more about what I wanted to do, resources around campus that I needed but I did not know of and, and any other um, things that I did not know that I needed and they provided to me. Um, one of the major ones, again, being another community of um, people who um, supported me and helped me to become the person that I am today. And um, throughout, through the village itself, I also got another work-study job, which was working in the Honors and Scholars office, and um, that job change my life a lot um not necessarily because of what the job itself was but because of the people i was working with and because um my supervisor at that time was um and even now um she's been very supportive of me and um she was a person that recommended me to apply to the caldwell fellows program before I even knew what the program was or what it uh, stood for. Uh, how did you get involved with it and what all does that entail for someone who may not know what Caldwell Fellows is here at NC State? Yeah, so uh, first to start off with Caldwell Fellows uh, program is a program that revolves around the idea of servant leadership 
and being a leader that serves the community rather than and listens to the community rather than pushing their own ideas um, whenever um, they go out to the community and just the outside world. But um, to tell more about it, I first got introduced through it uh, through now one of my very good friends um, when she was at the Honors and Scholars uh, Quad and she was telling everyone about how she's a part of the program and it is a very good program and they should apply and um, that was my very first exposure to it. Uh, sounded interesting but then to be honest I completely forgot about it until... <laughs> my um, work study supervisor at the Honors and Scholars office, um, she also brought it up and uh, she told me that that would be a very good opportunity uh, for me to grow and um, showcase more of my potentials and uh, in a sense uh, flourish. So after she mentioned it and she pushed me uh, towards it, I went ahead and I looked at the website and um, it genuinely sounded very interesting. It was all that I wanted and I knew that I could be better at, which was uh, leadership, finding my authentic self, and also be able to reflect. Because since I had moved to here, I had gone through a lot, uh, like we mentioned, with high school and having to find friends and building relationships and then coming to college fresh. So being able to have a community that would support me to do all of that reflection and to be able to grow was something very valuable to me. And so I applied and uh, my supervisor, she was very nice to actually uh, be write my letter of recommendation too. And after I applied, I waited. Um, I got through the first round of in-person interviews and to this day, um, we had our so we had our own uh, selection day for the class of 25 two weeks ago and I was talking to the program directors uh, to ask them what was that first uh, semi-finalist weekend what was it that we that they were looking for in that um, semi-finalist session for people to move on to the finalist round and to this day I'm still confused at what was it that they looked at but I think that's also part of the fun of it um, to know that somebody else saw a potential in you that um, you're still after it to find more about it and after semi-finalist day we had to wait another nerve-wracking two weeks um, before we got another email for uh, finalist and selection day and um, semi-finalist day was very um, stressful f to me. So for finalist day, I, I promised myself that I'm gonna go there, make as many friends as possible and meet as many people as I can and just have fun. And that is what I did. Um, to start off the day was a little bit stressful, but afterwards um, I told myself that I'm gonna do do that and have fun and so that is all I did just being curious about others um, learning about them and also sharing um, about who I am and um, I got selected <laughs> and I'm very grateful for that opportunity um, ever since the, the call rules like they have been my 
uh, my closest and best friends, some of my closest and best friends um, around campus and people that I've ever known. Mm-hmm. Well, you mentioned um, not not understanding why you were able to be chosen. Um, you mentioned servant leadership as well. I, I have to imagine that's something they saw in you. Um, that level of humility is something that really factors in well to a, a, a good servant leader. Um, yeah, and, and just the relationships you've built and everything, that's the, the, the ground level of that. Yeah, thank you. Um, and just to some other uh, info about the Caldwell Fellows Program, it was actually named for one of our former chancellors, uh, for, for those who may not know. Our former chancellor, John T. Caldwell, retired in 1978, and this was a way to honor his contributions to the university. Um, It's also, you noted that you heard about it when you were already on NC State's campus. I think that's noteworthy. This is actually the only merit-based scholarship that's available to students after they begin their time at NC State. You've told us about getting into the program, but tell us a little bit about what all you've done as a Caldwell Fellow since then? What are some of the different uh, experiences, the different memories that have, you've made with these friends that you've uh, found here on campus? Yeah, um, so once one gets into the program, um, the first ever um, activity that I was involved in that um, with, with the other uh, fellows was Satellite, which is a summer stamp camp uh, tailored towards high school sophomores to learn more about STEM and uh, what it looks like to go to college um, with the hope that make them more interested into pursuing a path and getting higher education. And um, that was a lot of fun. The spring that I got into the program was when pandemic started. So that was the first time that we had the camp online and Although we didn't get to come to campus and see the um, campers in person and interact with them, still being able to interact with them and other fellows over Zoom was very fun. And um, we were able to get closer together. And so the fall after one gets into the program, there is a sophomore seminar, um, which um, again focuses a lot on that servant leadership, what it means, and a part of it is to help the community through different um, service groups that we have. For example, I was a part of the Open Door Clinic service group, and we um, we volunteered at the Open Door Clinic of Urban Ministries of Wake County, which is a nonprofit organization that uh, helps provide um, health services to those um, who are not covered by any of the federal or government programs um, through healthcare, but also cannot um, provide their own private insurance. And that doesn't sound like um, a, a, a big group of individuals, but it is actually a very big gap. And to be able to learn more about that and be able to help another organization uh, with what they need to achieve their mission and provide health services to more individuals in need was very meaningful and something that I enjoyed a lot. Um, Some other organizations were, or 
some other service groups, um, at least that I can remember off the top of my head, uh, were one that worked with Habitat for Humanity. Um, there was one that worked on campus. Um, it is called Vita Pack, and it um, is tailored towards learning more about the story of um, the fellow faculty and um, people on campus that um, work behind the scenes and we otherwise wouldn't get to know their story, which is a lot of people and that is very interesting and personally very cool to me to be able to learn more about somebody else that I otherwise didn't have an opportunity to. The timing is just unreal. Uh, it's just so great for these programs in general are great, but you really came along at the perfect time to be able to help with these uh, different programs during the pandemic too, uh, just to really increase your efficacy. Yeah. Um, our class was, um, we were at the time we were a little bit upset cause, sure. um, we didn't get to have all the, uh, dinner seminars that all of the other classes before us had or anything like that but at the same time I think that was a part of what made our class closer together because we had to try harder to hang out and get to know each other and also um, work towards helping the community. I think that says a lot about the spirit of the different Caldwell fellows too that they were able to overcome and not just be disappointed that their college experience wasn't starting necessarily the way they had expected, but to not only rally and to have a good spirit about it themselves, but also mm -hmm. to reach out and to give to others at a time where they could have, you know, been upset and just been um, dejected about that. But yeah, um, that is, that's of course, like because of um, the support of the um, program, directors um because without without them like the program wouldn't be where it is now or and also being able to have the seminars um despite the fact that after the first two weeks that fall we went back to online again um being able to still like keep up the seminars and um focus on them that was very uh, meaningful and not only the director but also our um fellow upperclassmen which were the TAs for each of the service groups that we were a part of because um, um, they also they were the people who were our mentors when we were working in all of these uh, uh, smaller service groups to help us navigate through any problems that we had and help us to reflect better on them because as a part of being in the service group um, we would have meetings where uh, we had assignments about reflection on uh, what we had learned through those experiences and how had that um, had those experiences helped us to grow and learn more. So Caldwell Fellows and many other areas across campus were uh, benefited by our recent Think and Do the Extraordinary campaign that came to a close last uh, December. You were actually a speaker at our final Red and White Night for the campaign uh, back in October. Can you tell us a little bit about just what was it like getting to talk to all those people and tell them how the campaign had benefited you? Yes. Um, so first, 
I was very honored when the uh, director of the uh, Caldwell Falls program reached out to me and asked me if I wanted to share my experience of how the program and the generous donations of all of the dona donators of the campaign um, had impacted me. And I must say that the imposter syndrome was a very big thing for me at that time because I was thinking about the fact that there are so many amazing people that are doing a lot both in the Caldwell Falls program and I'm sure in all of the other programs um, around campus that benefit from these donations. Um, and I was very honored um, to be able to share my personal experience. Um, the opportunity actually helped me to rethink where I was in life and how much of what I had accomplished was because of other people that I previously hadn't thought about. So being able to have that opportunity again to first reflect on what was it that I had accomplished and be able to share that experience with others and let them know that it has been because of their support that I have been able to do all of these amazing things. Um, that was a very extraordinary experience and one that to this day I'm grateful for. Thank you so much for participating. We really were honored that you were able to join us. Yeah, thank you so much for the experience again. Other ways that the program has helped me to um, grow as a leader has been um, through other opportunities um, and activities that the program as a whole is involved in, um, which Shackathon is one of the major ones and uh, we love the Caldwell Shack um, and we are there strong every year, even during pandemic when um, there was no one on campus except for people who built the shacks, um, Caldwell Shack was one of them. And um, for anyone that doesn't know... Um, yeah, what all is involved with the Shackathon? Shackathon is a week-long event at NC State um, during which student organizations build, a, uh, build temporary wooden shacks on the brick yard to fundraise for Habitat for Humanity as well as um, also promote awareness about affordable housing issues in Raleigh. And um, it has been a tradition for over 20 years to do that. Um, but also, um, at least for us students, more than that, it's an opportunity to come together um, both as a program through Caldwell and also as a university and the wider community to help address an issue that affects thousands of our neighbors. Um, for example, every year we have um, people who either donate their time through coming to the shack and um, doing activities with us or um, donate a lot of plants. We have a lot of um, very kind people and uh, organizations, nurseries that um, donate us plants so that we can sell them and raise money for Habitat for Humanity or our own um, fellow classmates that, um, that help us build um, or make bracelets and sell them as a sellable or different activities. So it is really about community, both in the sense of all of us coming together and also helping the rest of the community by raising money to um, 
address this issue. It really seems like a perfect fit for the Caldwell Fellow Program um, with the community and the servant leadership. Stay tuned for more from our interview with Karosh in part two of this episode, which will air in two weeks. If you'd like to hear even more stories of Wolfpack success, please subscribe to the NC State Philanthropy Podcast today in the Apple or Google Podcast stores, on Spotify, or through Stitcher. Be sure to leave us a comment and rating as well to let us know how we're doing. Thanks for listening, and as always, Go Pack!